Kurdistan in Swahili is dedicated to all you beautiful people around the world. We say Jumbo! Global Mission Podcast. My name is Richard Lewis, your host, as we discuss the issues of worldwide missions and the task of the Great Commission. It's Christmas time. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And while here in America we prepare for another round of holiday festivities, we can't help but think of our colleagues throughout the world far away from home. We might feel a bit sad for them, not being with their loved ones, but as I think back of our time in Africa, I have to say it wasn't a sad time at all for our family. Certainly we missed the holidays with our loved ones in the States, but the trade-off was a unique experience that was rich and rewarding. Our first Christmas in Kenya was while we were in language school in Lamuru, a town 30 kilometers north of the capital city of Nairobi. While Lemuru is always cold during the rainy season, being over 7,000 feet above sea level, December and January are the hottest months of the year. Becky was just five years old. Sarah was just a little over a year old. We did our best that first Christmas year, not being completely settled into the country. Everything was new and exciting. Communication, of course, wasn't what it is today. No overseas calls to our parents. No Zoom, WhatsApp, FaceTime, or Skype. We took pictures and made a cassette tape for our family back in Arkansas, but by the time they received them, it was nearly New Year's. After language school, we moved to the northwest of the country, and our Christmases became a little bit more established. We did ship an artificial tree in one of our 55-gallon barrels, and those were the days before crates or containers. We also went out to the forest one year to cut a tree, but it was rather pathetic looking. The little town we lived in up country, of course, didn't have much in the way of Christmas decorations. The Kenyan Santas didn't exactly inspire anyone. African guys with some of the worst fake white beards you could imagine. Though he died 12 years before we arrived in the country, the stores of Kenya seemingly only had Jim Reeves' Christmas albums to play. Listening to Jim sing Senior Santa Claus with a Latin beat while in the stores didn't quite draw me into the spirit of Christmas. I only want a peso that I can have for mine get my senorita something for Christmas. As with all Christmases, it's the memories one creates that make it special. Sandy was masterful in making Christmas in Africa really memorable. Our daughters talked nostalgically how on Christmas morning they were not allowed to get up until we called them. With Bing Crosby singing, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas in the background, candles lit and a fire in the fireplace, even though it was 80 degrees outside, 
The girls were then allowed into the living room to see what Santa left under the tree. Of course, the latest or hot toy in America was never available in Kenya, and the few toys that were available was double the retail price back home. If we ordered anything from the States, the customs duty was so high that anything shipped to us would be more than the value of the toy. Santa was able to find a Polaroid camera one year in Nairobi that was on a wish list, uh, but then again, it was very expensive. Uh, but it was a small price to pay to see the joy and excitement on the faces of our girls. Becky tells the story of how bad she felt one year that I didn't have many gifts under the tree, so she made things for me. Uh, things like a painted rock or some handicraft made of sticks so I wouldn't feel left out and have presents to unwrap on Christmas morning. Of course, no Christmas could be had without an abundance of food. Pies, fudge, hot rolls, all made from scratch. Sandy had to be a creative chef back in those days. We sometimes had turkey, but they were not readily available and very expensive. So chicken and dressing were the substitute. If we had ham, we had to buy it in Nairobi as our local butcher was a Muslim and he didn't sell pork. We generally had Christmas lunch with other missionaries in the area, and surely none of us went hungry. Of course, part of what makes Christmas special is that you share it with family. Since we obviously couldn't share the day with our biological family, our family was not only our American colleagues, but more importantly, our spiritual family, the Christians in the churches we started. In Kenya and many places throughout the world, Christmas is a time for fellow believers to celebrate our Lord's birth together in church. No Christmas tree for them, no presents, no big fancy meal. Their Christmases was much like my dad who said their gifts in the days of the Depression was maybe an orange or a nickel. As we drove down the dusty roads towards the church on the 25th, we would see hundreds of people walking, making their way to their local congregation. We didn't always have an opportunity to attend church services on Christmas Day in Kenya, but when we did, it was strikingly meaningful. We in the West often remind ourselves that Jesus is the reason for the season, but we get lost in the trappings of the holiday from Black Friday until Christmas Day. Those Christmas church services in Pokot was exhilarating, being with our brothers and sisters in Christ, celebrating our Lord's birth. A few years later, when we were living in India, I was with my friend in Delhi, he was teaching conversational English to some university students who were enrolled in the Muslim university in the city. It was just two weeks before Christmas, and so he asked his students this question. What special day is coming up on the 25th? In unison, they said Christmas. And what's so special about Christmas, he asked. Santa Claus, one person offered. Another person yelled out, presents. Yes, my friend said, but why is there a Christmas day? There was silence in the classroom, but finally one brave soul said, isn't that the day Christians believe Isa was born? 
Interesting, isn't it? That on the 25th, people all over the world will have a holiday, exchange gifts, and be with family. But millions will not know the reason for the season. Well, our Lord came to this earth and dwelled among us without much fanfare 2,000 years ago, in spite of the star in the east and the angels appearing to the shepherds. Two millenniums later, the attention for Christmas Day will not be upon the Lord Jesus, but a thousand other finite matters. Though a distinct minority, there will be Christians gathering together from Iran to China, from the bustling cities of Bangkok to the desert villages in Chad, to celebrate our Lord's birth this Christmas Day. Christ's followers will gather all over the world to worship the King, and no doubt will recite the words of Isaiah, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Though separated by time and space, the visible body of Christ will assemble to remember, for unto you is born in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. We no longer live in Kenya, so this Christmas, Becky and her family, including our adult grandchildren, will uh, be with us. We will visit with Sarah and her family in Senegal via Skype. We will, of course, attend Christmas Eve services though the CDC will probably discourage such gatherings. To my missionary colleagues, may you have a rich and spiritually rewarding Christmas day. Not only do I not feel sorry for you, in many ways I envy you. Your presence in distant lands, along with the national believers, are indeed the continuing story announcing to an unbelieving world that God sent his only Son into this world and through him, people may find not only salvation, but peace that is beyond our understanding. To all of you who are listening to this podcast, I do hope you have a great and joyous Christmas. May we all pause and thank God for loving us so much that he sent his only son to live among his creation, who died for our sins and was raised for our justification and reconciliation. Well, on that note, I want to thank you again for listening, and I hope that you tune in every week for this podcast. Next week, we're going to be having an interview with a missionary in Mongolia, where it's probably about 23 below zero. Be sure to click the follow button. You can also find us now on iTunes or Apple Podcast, and we would appreciate it if you would subscribe. Also uh, visit uh, our website, lewis-training.com. So until next time, may God bless you and Merry Christmas. No problem. Welcome friend, it's Karibu Rafiki. Let's have some chai with lots of iliki. No problem. 